Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Today's Tuesday, November the 1st. And as always, we thank you for listening to AFR. Joining me in studio is Fred Jackson. Good morning. Chris Woodward. Good morning. And in Kansas City is our good friend Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Ray. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? You know, it is a glorious fall day here in Kansas City. We're going to be about 70 degrees this afternoon and in the evening, going down to about 47, and there's not a cloud in the sky. So this is, you know, <laughs> they talk about fall weather. This is really right. perfect fall weather. Right. We've been waiting for this for months. <laughs> it's finally here. Well, uh, that's wonderful. And we're experiencing, actually, most of the country's experiencing some yeah. very pleasant weather right now. Mm-hmm. And um, we hope you are, too, wherever you might be. We've got a big program for you today. Dr. Frank Turek will be with us a little bit later on, like in uh, 10 minutes from now. From Cross-Examined, he's going to answer the question, should Christians be involved in politics <laughs> or not? You may say, well, that's an easy answer to that, but we all know people who say, no, mm-hmm. that's dirty business. That's the devil's playground right there. Christians have no business involved in politics. Well, Frank will answer that question. Then Sandy Rios will be with us at the bottom of the hour. So, um, Christopher, what we're a week away from mm-hmm. Election Day, right? Yes. And um, what's it looking like? Well, uh, depending on the polls uh, you're looking at, it's looking like uh, Republicans are going to win in a lot of uh, places. They have a good chance, again, looking at the polls, of retaking at least the House, although... The Senate races in uh, places like Pennsylvania uh, are tightening up, uh, so Dr. Oz uh, could actually knock off Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman in that um, Senate race, which would keep the seat in the hands of Republicans because Pat Toomey is walking away from the job. Um, But, uh, you know, a lot can happen in the next week or so. We'll see what happens. But, Fred, uh, things seem to be trending. Now, House of Representatives, it's a foregone conclusion that the uh, Republicans be. will take over the House of Representatives. So we're just not even going to talk much about that. Mm-hmm. But the Senate is where uh, the big mystery is right now, right? It sure is. And as uh, Chris notes, uh, Pennsylvania, if Dr. Oz wins there, that is a keep uh, for the Republicans. But what we're watching right now, Georgia is an, is obviously an interesting one uh, because that would be a pickup for Republicans if mm-hmm. Herschel Walker uh, manages to to win that one. I call it Georgia returning to normal. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I, I know what you mean. Um, uh, Georgia is not a socialist state, and yet the Ray we had Warnock and the other fellow who's the senator. I forgetting his. I've forgotten his name. Democrat <clears throat> elected two years ago, and of course, a lot of people think they were shenanigans. There you go. Good word <laughs> going on there, but. But nevertheless, uh, here we are two years later, and it appears that uh, the Republicans are going to pick up that seat back. You know, one, the, one of the big questions about this is I, I think Walker is going to win. 
is he gonna is he gonna win by enough a week from tonight so they don't even have to go to a runoff? Because I believe Fred, if you end up under fifty, I mean if 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 he's ahead of of, of Warnock by say forty nine to forty seven, but he's not quite at fifty, then the two of them would go to a runoff. So the question to me is, can Herschel push the ball across the goal line so we don't even have to go to runoff in Georgia. You're the yeah. first person to use a football metaphor. I've been working. I've been working. I've been <laughs> with working. Herschel Walker. That's yes. a first. Yes. Uh, no, just kidding. The uh, Yeah, Ray's right, though. Fred, he's, he's in, right. in Georgia, you have to win over 50% or either go to, I think, a December runoff. Yeah. Sandy right. had a guest on that yesterday, uh, Jenny Beth Martin of Tea Party Patriots, and Jenny Beth talked about how she hoped it didn't uh, – result in a runoff because she said it would ruin thanksgiving and christmas much like the last senate race which all the ads were just constant political ads it's good, also good, good to have somebody named jenny beth commenting on southern politics <laughs> that's right <laughs> amen also uh, with regards to pennsylvania uh we've already been warned that they may not get all the votes counted on election night so no they do they count them between two and four in the morning <laughs> When they close the doors. That's when the Democrats count their votes. Right. And tell everybody else to go home. Right. Pull the window shades yeah. down. Turn off we the lights. We got this. You Republican watchers, y'all go on to the House. We'll That's right. You need this. your sleep, Republicans. Uh, but but it, right. are you saying if it's really, really tight yes. that uh, we'll have to count the mail-in votes and that takes longer than yeah uh, than the, the election night, right? Exactly. Exactly. Remember, so, when, remember when we used to have election day? Yeah. In America, it was election day, not election month. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yep. Now, so many people vote, you know, mail in or early. Or early. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you bring up another interesting point. The early voting has been absolutely incredible, especially for a midterm. Yeah. And uh, largely driven by Republicans, we are told. So that's going to be interesting. Of course, Georgia, uh, where Joe Biden went down there. About a year ago or so, and said, you know, it's Jim Crow point two or something like that, voter yeah. suppression, all that yeah. kind of thing. Well, he's been kind of proven wrong. Well, that's, <laughs> on a number of that's fronts. That's once a day. Yes. Uh, I tell you what to watch. I know we don't have any radio stations in the state of New York, but just uh, if you're sort of a political observer slash junkie like me, uh, What's happening with the governor's race in the state of New York <laughs> is going to be it's going to be very interesting to watch because, as we all New York, as we all know, New York is a deep blue, liberal Democrat state, and uh, the governor there has for twenty years been Democrat. Well, you remember Cuomo had to leave in disgrace, and um, so the lady. What's her name? Kathy Hochul. Okay. She took over. I think she was lieutenant governor, maybe. So she took over when uh, Cuomo had to leave. Right. So now she's facing an election, and the fellow she's uh, going against. Uh, Lee Zeldin, Congressman Lee Zeldin. Zeldin is a United States congressman. Yes. And uh, nobody gave him a chance when he first started. Well, because of two main reasons, Ray. In the state of New York, and this may be trending across the country, even in blue states, uh, out-of-control inflation and the cost of living going up in the last two years. And then the maybe the biggest reason, Ray, is people are scared of crime in their communities, especially in New York City. Look, it's out of control. 
in our big cities. We see what's happening in, you go, you know, from the West Coast, San Francisco, you go to Chicago, and then, of course, Tim, you go to New York City. Add to that the inflation, the rising prices, and add to that, especially in New York City, the incredible mismanagement of New York during the pandemic. I think people have long memories, and Lee Zeldin has come out of nowhere. In this, he debated Kathy Hochul just a few days ago, and he forced her to face up to her terrible record and what the Democrats have done. And um, I don't know what the latest polls are, but they're pretty much, aren't they Aren't they just about neck and neck? They are. Coming, coming they are down in New York. And I, I tell you what, you mentioned the bit, one of the big issues in New York is crime. Well, if you listen to uh, Governor Hathi, uh, Kathy Hochul, uh, the Republicans are making all this crime problem up. We have a cut here, cut two. These are master manipulators. They have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in democratic states they're not as safe. Well, guess what? They're also not only election deniers, they're data deniers. The safer places are the democratic states. That's not true. <laughs> it's just we all know it. not <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, and every American knows that. But she mm-hmm. flat out is misleading the American people. What I've learned is whatever the Democrats accuse others of doing, they're doing themselves. Yes. <laughs> yes. Huh? That's what's going on here. They have been using, the, the Democrats have been attempting to use a survey that was put out by a financial firm, I think it was, back a couple of weeks ago, uh, that said states like Mississippi and Louisiana are the, hub. are the most unsafe city, unsafe states. The problem with that is that, uh, no, what you have to look at are the cities within a state. If you look just at Jackson, Mississippi, has a very high crime rate. The rest of the state, that's not true. Louisiana, New Orleans, very high crime rate, run by Democrats. The rest of the, rest of the, the state. Mm-hmm. But what Kathy Hochul doesn't want you looking at is the city of New York. What the mayor of Chicago doesn't want you looking at is what's going on in Chicago. And you take you take any major Democrat city in this country, and it's got a huge crime problem. Americans know this; they know yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what you just heard from the governor of New York is what might sink her ship next Tuesday. That kind of absolutely. Uh, so she's basically saying that the 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 crime problem is not not real. Yeah. Uh, in, in our state, that yes. it's being uh, made up. Mm-hmm. by Republicans. And anyway, the polling I've seen out of New York, as Ray said, shows her neck and neck with Zeldin, the Republican. If a Republican wins the governorship of of the state of New York, <laughs> you talk about political shockwaves through yes. the country. Yes. That'll also probably portend or foretell, Ray, uh, a huge night across the The big country. red wave. Yes. If, I mean, if... If Lee Zeldin can pull out, and it's going to be close, right? Yes, yes. If he wins, it's going to be a razor-thin margin. But if he wins, that's going to that's going to pretend well for what's going to happen in Pennsylvania, what's going to happen in Georgia, Arizona, and you got the Oregon, the Oregon race out there where a Republican may yeah. win. There, we are living in unusual times, yeah. Tim. Well, same thing: uh, inflation, cost of living, and. Crime on the rise is 
particularly violent crime, and people are, people are scared. Yes, uh, you know, and and uh, well, they're so. now they're now starting to live the Biden policies. I was watching an interview this morning with a gentleman who runs is, is a florist in Staten Island, New York. <clears throat> he just filled up his uh, the fuel tank for his business, the oil furnace. He runs on oil furnace heating for the for the winter. He just paid twenty three hundred dollars to fill up that tank. He says that'll only last me six weeks, and that is double compared to what I paid a year ago. Thank mm-hmm. you, Joe Biden, and your war on fossil fuels. Yeah, I just shared that link. Yeah, where did you share that link, Chris? It's on our Facebook page, on our Facebook feed for this show, I should say. So if you go to today's issues Facebook page, it'll be in the comments of this show. If you're watching, uh, well, why don't you for stick the... it way down there? <laughs> why don't you stick it on the front? Do I have center? permission to do that? Um, okay, I'll work with Brent. I'm on not that. putting Chris down personally, ladies and gentlemen. He um, didn't call me Christopher, so I'm not totally I, 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 in trouble. I'm just making a suggestion, a recommendation, to make it easier for people to find. Because I'll get people email me. Quit okay. Because I get this. Quit being rude to Steve. Quit being rude to Chris. Huh? I try not. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to be helpful. Yeah. You know. All right. So Dr. Frank Turek is on with us now. Uh, he is a peacenik, and uh, he's uh, somebody who believes in separa- separating from culture and not participating in civil affairs. Dr. Frank Turek, good morning. You're breaking up, Tim. I can't hear you. What'd you say? <laughs> I've been told that before. <laughs> I, I I think Christopher ought to take over the show. What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know when somebody calls you by your whole name, you know, that's not usually a flattery. Uh, when I get called Timothy, uh, oh, yeah. uh, I know something's, uh, something's You get the middle uh, name, too? Yeah, Do you have a middle yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, something's awry. Uh, all right, so, uh, Frank, uh, should Christ- could Christians be involved in politics or avoid politics because it is a dirty business, let's be honest? Well, I think the scriptures tell us we have to be salt and light and we have to seek the welfare of our community and we're supposed to be Yeah, but that's a talking part. about that's talking about doing Christian work, not yeah, that is politics Christian and work. government. What? I always I always ask people, here's a couple questions you can ask people. First question, when they say you ought not be involved in politics, you might want to ask them, are you saying that Christians shouldn't care about how people are treated? Well, no, we should care about how people are treated. Are you saying that Christians shouldn't care about how their government treats people? Because that's essentially what governments do, right? And the number one role of government, I mean, Fred was just talking, or maybe it was Christopher, talking about uh, the fact that crime is soaring in certain areas of the country. The number one role of government is to protect innocent people from evil. That's the number one thing that the government's supposed to do. It's supposed to protect innocent people from evil and not do harm. Well, notice, Tim, you just brought up two things that are a big problem in our country now. One is crime, the other is inflation. You know, the government has dropped the ball on both of those things. First of all, we haven't been prosecuting people, thugs that are out on the street. They're right out on the street as soon as we bring them in. We just let them go again, all this bail reform nonsense. And then secondly, what causes inflation? Government policy. Printing money we don't have. And so the two things that government's supposed to do have a, have protect innocent people from evil and secondly, to not do harm. Our government has, has dropped the ball on in both those instances. 
Okay, so are Christians supposed to be uh, Republicans or Democrats or independents or what? What are we supposed to do here? Christians are supposed to follow the natural law, the biblical law, and vote accordingly. And look, as you look at the platforms right now, I'm having a hard time seeing how people can support uh, unrestricted abortion where the government's paying for abortion. I'm having a hard time finding how people could support the the mutilization, mutilization, easy for me to say today, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding how we can support a government that wants to mutilate their children. I'm having a hard time figuring out how the government, how we could support a government that wants to have open borders where we have people coming across the border, drugs coming across the border, uh, people bringing children to sex traffic across the border, perhaps terrorists coming across the border. I'm having a hard time finding how Christians can vote for any of that. And yet, if you look at the two-party platforms, there is one party platform that supports all that, and those are the Democrats. Mm. Fred? And that's and Frank is not endorsing any one party. He is just laying out what we have seen, especially over the last two years. How can anybody, uh, I mean, the figures are coming out from our Border Patrol people. We have had 5 million people cross into this country for our southern border since Joe Biden became president. Please remember, Joe Biden candidate said, if I become president, I will invite a surge on the border. Those yeah, but, were yeah, his but, words. Yeah, but uh, Ray, yes, don't sir. you join me here? Jesus cares about the poor people and the immigrants and uh, people who, are, who want to come to America. I mean, we're all immigrants. So Frank's uh, Frank's saying keep them out and do it in the name of Jesus. What do you think well, about that? Well, <laughs> you've raised a couple of interesting questions here. Number one, Jesus does care about the poor. He does care about the disadvantaged, and we do. I mean, it's Christians who have established the orphanages, the sanitariums, the leprosariums, the hospitals, the orphanages. For the last 2,000 years, Christians have led the way. So Frank, on, on the basis of what? Tim said, let me ask you a question. There are some people who hear this discussion, and they just want, and, and they're well-meaning people, I think, but they say, we ought to leave politics to someone else. We should just stick to preaching the gospel. How do you answer that, or what do you well, want to say about that? I just say, go to North Korea. <laughs> if you go to North Korea, can you preach the gospel? Can you have the American Family Radio a network in North Korea? No. Why? Because politically they've ruled it out. Politics affects our ability to preach and live the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so for people that think we ought not be involved in politics because we have to preach the gospel, I ask them, if you think politics, or, or I should say, if you think the gospel is important, you ought to also think that politics are important because politics affects our ability to preach and live the gospel. Now, in our country, we, we've enjoyed basically freedom of religion to do this for so many years, but it's slipping away. Now, literally, and you know this, Ray, but literally, in March of this year, the Biden administration came out on Trans Visibility Day and basically said in a memo that you can find on the White House or HHS website that if your two- or three-year-old child thinks they're another gender and you don't give them what they call gender-affirming care, which means to transition, basically transition this young person, If you don't agree with that, the government may come and take that child away from you. Mm -hmm. I'm not making this up. And yet, 
how can we support such a thing? Are we just supposed to lay down and let the atheists run the country? Is that what we're supposed to do? Now, you can go too far in this. Don't get me wrong. There are Christians out there who think, who equate the kingdom of God with the kingdom of America. That, that's, we, should, we should reject that. That's not true. Okay? America's not in the Bible. But nevertheless, we should be concerned about our government because we care about people. We're supposed to seek the welfare of people. And Christians have the ability to do that, and we ought to do that. So, look, I always ask people, if you don't think politics are important, take your phone out right now. Google uh, three words, Korea Satellite Night. Just Google those if you're not driving. Google them and look at images. What you're going to see is, an, is a satellite image of the, North, of, of the whole Korean peninsula. You're going to see the South Korea uh, side of that have a lot of light, a lot of productivity. You're going to see the North Korea side of that be virtually black. It's dark. Because South Korea has political freedom and the North does not. South Korea is productive and has religious and political freedom and the North is a concentration camp. And the reason for that is, is they have two different political philosophies. So which would you rather? Would you rather live in South Korea or North Korea? If you'd rather live in South Korea, you better get involved politically. You know, along those lines, I always uh, ask people when they say, because we used to get, uh, not so much now, we used to, we hear at AFA and AFR, you know, you uh, we get a few cards and letters and emails and phone calls and in person. You guys, uh, you know, you, you, you uh, politics and, and government, you guys talk too much about that. You know, you really need to, as, as Frank said earlier, you need to stick to Bible and gospel and that's, that's what you need to concentrate on. And, uh, hey, we do concentrate on the Bible and right. and the gospel. We That's do right. that do that all the time. However, I would say, does the Bible not instruct Christians to obey the law? Yes. Romans thirteen. We all agree, right? Mm-hmm. As long as the law doesn't uh, compel us to do things that are against the Bible, we're supposed to be the best of citizens, right? Correct. Law and order, correct? Yes. Okay, so if that's true, that we're to obey the law, and then you say, but we're not supposed to be involved in the lawmaking business. So let me get this straight. We're supposed to, you, you, I'm talking to, as I would talk to one of these folks who say we're too engaged in politics. So you say that the Bible teaches we're to obey the law, but then you say we're to leave the lawmaking business up to the pagans. So, so we're supposed to wait for the pagans to make their laws instead of us being a part of that process where we may not always be the majority, but we may be, but at least we're engaged, involved, trying to make a difference that, uh, then the laws that we must obey would align with the constitution and the scripture. Ray, am I making too much sense right there? <laughs> Aren't you saying, Tim, what we have always said? We believe the gospel is the power to change lives. That's why we preach it and why we teach Amen. it. Amen. And we believe exactly, exactly what you said. We got to get out and make a difference in the world while we can, where we can, by every means that we can. And that includes being involved in politics. And at this juncture in our country's history, we have to save our republic. And I think it's a it is we're in a crisis. Mm-hmm. 
and we're we're we we may you know what always has been may not always will be in the future. Uh, freedom, liberty, our way of life, economic opportunity, education. I mean, the, the freedom to travel, freedom to be involved in political parties and organizations that we want to. All that really uh, is 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 threatened today. All right, Frank, uh, what's your website, brother? Crossexamine.org. And on the show this week on the American Family Radio Network, we're going to talk about why Christians should be involved in politics. The whole show, we're going to deal with objection, separation of church and state, all that stuff. So tune in this Saturday, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. We'll be back in a minute. When you hear this... This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs) Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. A young college student reading the Bible was attacked by transgender activists at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. One member of the mob grabbed and shredded the young man's Bible, then ate the pages. Others surrounded him with megaphones shouting profane hate at the young Christian. Young America's Foundation was there, filmed the violence as some 400 other people gathered in an auditorium to watch What is a Woman, the documentary. Matt Walsh condemned the attacks, called out university administrators. He said they were disgraceful and self-debasing cowards. There's an effort afoot to erase gender in this nation. The ultimate goal is to destroy the traditional family. No more moms or dads. It takes a village to raise the gender-neutral offspring. It's a literal war on the family. The battle lines have been drawn. On one side are radical leftist freaks who eat pages from the Bible and defend medical mutilation. On the other are the sane people. I'm Todd Stearns. But he saves the poor from the sword of their mouth and from the hand of the strong. So the helpless has hope and injustice has shut its mouth. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio. Hey, if you want to listen to Dr. Frank Turek, his show is called Cross-Examined, and it's every week every weekend here on AFR. Uh, it's an excellent show, one of the most popular podcasts that we have for a weekend show in particular. And you can uh, tune in, though, live at 9.05 on, is it 9 o'clock or 9.05, Brent, on Saturday? 9.05 Saturday morning, and then again at 4.05 so, uh Sunday evening. Okay. So s- central time. Central. Yes. So uh, Frank Turk with his show. Hey, it's, it's excellent. A lot of you listen to it. 9.05 central time, Saturday mornings, and then 4.05 central time, Sunday afternoons with the uh, program Cross Examined. Cross Examined. All right. Welcome back to today's issues on AFR. Tim, Fred, Chris, and Ray, we thank you for listening. To American Family Radio again, uh, Fred. What are we going to be doing election night here on AFR? I tell you what, it's going to be an exciting night, and you can listen to all the results as they come in. Our own team will be here at six o'clock Central Time uh, here on American Family Radio. Tim, you'll be here along with Ed and Walker and uh, yours truly, and then we'll have an exciting array of guests including a, a lady, her, Sandy Rios, I think mm-hmm, her name is, mm-hmm, Sandy Rios. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to be bringing her in. And uh, Gary Bauer. Oh, and, she's on before she turns into a pumpkin. Oh, okay. About oh, well, 10 o'clock. Maybe we'll get a chance to ask her about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it'll be an exciting program. We're going to be here, as we've been talking about. There are many predictions about what's going to be happening. And uh, we'll, we'll give you the race mm-hmm. results as they unfold that night. And uh, Chris will be along. He'll be updating our newscasts on the hour. So, so busy, join us. Join us. Yeah. Be here because you'll get the results and and a Christian perspective on the results. We're going to be video streaming that night, Brent. Uh, yeah. Yes, they'll be able to catch us at our streaming service, streaming.afa.net. Okay, check it out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we got to dress up or anything. For that, I don't think so. I mean, not any more than we normally do. We're right. all, always dressed up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, well, speaking of pumpkins, <laughs> our sister Sandy is on with us. Sandy Rios. Uh, I'm I'm joking with saying Sandy. Good morning. That I heard that. Okay. <laughs> well, what I'm referring to for, the, for those who don't know, Sandy has to get up real early in the morning to do her weekday show with us, and though she has to go to bed a little earlier. And most of us do, right? Yes, I do. I, and I wake up in the morning. Sometimes I have, like, messages on my phone. My phone's right next to me on the bed. I don't even hear it ring. So I do turn into a pumpkin. You might have something here. <laughs> That's good. It is that you're resting, but you, you do have to go to bed earlier. But you're probably going to stay up next Tuesday night, right? Oh, uh, I am. I. You know what yeah. I just got in my inbox just a minute ago? that in the generic ballot, Republicans now lead 47.9% to 45%. That's 2.7, uh, 2.9%. And that's, uh, that's, that's pretty amazing. That's like the generic ballot is 
uh, people, uh, they just would, whether they would vote Republican or Democrat, that's the question. So it's not specific candidates. And then also the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Latino voters and white suburban women have moved 26 points since August. Mm-hmm. You mean so towards, that just came t- towards in a Republican? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Think about that. Wow. That's, that's, that's stunning. Yes, uh, it is. And if that translates into votes next week, it's going to be a red wave across yep. America. And go ahead, Fred. And I, I think the, the movement on the white suburban women yeah. has to do with their kids yeah. and what the Biden policies have done to our education system. These are the same people that primarily voted for Biden. Yes, yes. I'm talking about the suburban white women. They were off put by Trump's uh, personality, a lot of them. And so they went for Biden. Don't ask me if that's shallow or, or if that's uh, – and I, I think a lot of the – that's but, – but that's just the way it was. Yeah. And so – but this time, they are considered swing voters. And this time, Sandy, you're saying that the polling is showing that they are going to go for the Republicans. Well, they've moved 26 points. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what the right. starting point was, but uh, that's amazing. Uh, that's you know amazing. What? This, this – uh, the, these last two years have proven – I think I know you can draw too much from two years. Uh, it's it's a snapshot in time for our <clears throat> a small, tiny sliver of of, of a snapshot in time <clears throat> when you look at the history of our country. However, I will say this: I think that the people are seeing uh, that secular quote progressive that's what they call themselves what used to be called extreme liberal politics doesn't work it doesn't work it's it unless you want a socialist venezuela type country uh it those policies even if if even if you take the uh the social issues as they call them off the table sandy i'm talking about abortion uh, well, primarily abortion, then that's really a, an issue that transgenderism, transgenderism, man, abortion is really now to me, it's not even, it's, it's not even a national issue so much because now it's back at the state level, but transgenderism, for example, the vast majority of people in this country are, they don't have anything against transgenders on an individual personal level, but they don't want their daughters competing with boys in sports. Uh, for example, they don't want Children being given uh, life-changing hormones that will destroy their bodies. Uh, I mean, that's just liberal whacked-out craziness. Uh, and so, and all sorts of other economic things that don't work, the New Green Deal and other things, it, just, it doesn't work. Uh, progressive politics doesn't work as a practical, everyday living experience. Tim, can I jump in? You made me remember something that I think would be good for me to say on your show. Uh, Michigan is really in a fight on a couple of things that, besides candidates, they have a, I think it's called Proposition 3 and Proposition 2, but Proposition 3 purports to be about restoring abortion rights after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. But in fact, it is something far different. It completely takes away parental rights for children and youth on abortion. No notification, nothing to say about it. 
Also, on if your children want to uh, take hormones and change their gender, parents would have no right if that amendment is passed in Michigan. And they're challenged to get the word out about that because the media won't cover it. So I just wanted to say that because I'm sure you have a lot of Michigan listeners. And so that's happening in Michigan. That's a, that's a, I believe it's a... I think it's prop. They all call them different, like uh, differently. It's prop I think it's three. three. Prop three. Okay, thanks. And prop two has to do with the uh, voting. And it's pretty much, if you think about what the left tried to do in Congress about doing away with voter ID and uh, providing for you know endless voting and all of the rest of fill in the blank. That's prop one or prop two in Michigan. So those are both bad. Yeah. Oh, could I just also say, Tim? One other observation just struck me this morning. I think one of the reasons, besides the issues, which is, are plenty of reasons, that, that the worm is turning, and I believe it is turning. I can't hardly let myself believe it, but I'm believing it. Uh, because uh, I was reading on this article that says from the Wall Street Journal that Latino and white suburban women have moved 26 points. They also sh- say that for Hispanic voters, they are not trusting Spanish language media anymore. <laughs> they have figured out they're being lied to. And that makes me think of someone just sent me, which I forwarded to you guys so you could see it, a Saturday night live clip. Uh, it's like a Halloween scene with uh, young people, uh, millenn- not younger than millennials, whatever the next generation is, X, I guess, sitting on the couch. They're having like a Halloween fun thing. And it morphs into a knock at the door uh, where some, you know, ominous knock at the door. And they're debating on who should be the next president. They're talking about Biden. They make it. I can't explain. It's too fun for me to ruin. But let me just say that it is shocking because it's shocking. It's like I thought I was watching, you know, um, uh, um, a Babylon Bee. I mean, it's amazing. Are so you talking I, about the, the intro to the Saturday Night Live show? I the, don't know if it was the intro or we not. We played it was that yesterday. A, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh. You mean the, the once in a, t- in a decade that they actually make fun of Democrats. Uh, that, yeah, that, well, but this was amazing because they did. The last, the last thing was that Hillary could be president, you know, know, the nominee yes. for 24. Yeah, that was the one. Okay, yeah. that, see, now think about that. I mean, just think about that. And then right. Elon Musk has just taken over Twitter, mm-hmm. which is the <clears throat> biggest universe of influence right. in the country for writers and and the and left all is all upset about that. Yeah, but it's the, the it's like things are crumbling, and I think the narratives are crumbling, and it's driving right. the, the left crazy. So yeah. that I think that's what's happening here too, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, Sandy, I have been saying now for several months, uh, something happened in Virginia last November <clears throat> that was a kind of a foretelling of what was going on in the country. Parents found out that left-wing governments want to take their kids away from mom and dad. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened in Florida. Remember DeSantis brings in this law. He didn't want little boys and girls exposed to pornography in the schools. Yep. Yes. And, and the left said, how terrible. And they mm-hmm. called it the don't say gay bill. Remember that? Right. I yes, remember that. Of yeah. course. DeSantis wanted to keep pornography away from little three, four, five-year-olds. And yeah. the left said, no, that is just terrible. I don't care if the parent is a pagan. They love their kids. Yes. And they saw that this is what happened in Virginia. Yep. It wasn't just Republicans who voted in a Republican government there. Right. It was Democrats. Right. It was probably moms and dads that never voted. Well, a lot of these white lives. suburban women they keep talking about also voted. Exactly. For so I, I'm predicting that we are 
we could see, we could see a Virginia right across this country. Yeah. And the blacks and Hispanics, uh, which are traditionally go overwhelmingly for Democrats, the, as Sandy mentioned earlier, uh, there's some talk that, uh, that uh, the black vote may be split 80-20 this time, which would be a huge shift. Uh, Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, the 20, them 20% may go for Republican. Mm -hmm. I think you're reading about what's going on in the inner cities. A lot of uh, black folks who live in the inner cities are getting sick and tired of cr the crime. And the Democrat DAs and mayors doing nothing about it to protect the black citizenry in those uh, towns. Mm -hmm. Same thing, Hispanics. Yeah. Uh, so in, in a, lot of, a lot of Hispanics who vote Democrat are now saying, I'm not... I'm not you know, we're not going for this uh, out-of-control inflation. And also, uh, we, we're, our families, our children are threatened in, and with, with violent crime. So, yes. all right. Uh, okay, Sandy, what do you got coming up in the morning on the Sandy Rios show? You know, I'm not going to have a guest tomorrow, Tim. There's just so much news, and right. I, I have so many things that I want to share. Plus, I might even open the phone lines because I— my listeners, you know, as I'm sure right. your listeners do too, uh, make me aware of things like I, I need to mention one thing in Arkansas. Do I have time to do that? Go. Okay. Our, our Arkansas is on the brink of putting a constitutional provision, an amendment to their constitution, which will legalize recreational marijuana and prevents the legislature from having any control over pricing, regulation, nothing, and brings in minimal tax dollars, less than half of what Colorado provides for that industry. And so uh, the in looking at this, I've been reading about this because I, because I hate marijuana. I'll be quite frank with you. I hate it. I hate what it does to people. But now there's quantifiable proof. In fact, the Dr. Ken Finn, who's the president of the American Board of Pain Medicine, and the Vice President of International Academy of Sciences and the Impacts of Cannabis, says that there is a sharp rise in marijuana-related psychosis. Uh, also, he's reporting that there is a huge uptick in toxic calls, you know, to the to uh, poisoning uh, hotlines for especially children, zero to five, from toxicity from marijuana. How much damage it's causing to their uh, causing psychosis, even sometimes in preborn children who are born and then have the same effects as if they had smoked it. It's it's terrible what it's doing. So Arkansas, Arkansas, and four other states, by the way, but yeah. Arkansas is an amendment to the Constitution. It's getting ready to vote on this, and of course, because the airwaves are being filled with millions and millions of dollars from the industry who wants this to pass, people don't really know the truth, and so that's why I'm like shouting it from the housetops. That. That has to that has to be stopped. It's uh, what did I say? It's title um, t issue four. They're calling it issue issue four on marijuana in Arkansas. Vote no, vote no, vote no. Okay. Hey, thanks, Sandy, and uh, we'll, we'll 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 certainly we'll talk to you next Tuesday and next Tuesday night during the election. Okay. Uh, you and bet. thank you. I'll take a nap. Okay. okay you do. All right. I'll talk <laughs> okay. to you soon. Okay. okay bye. Bye. Uh, She'll pr she probably will. Because <laughs> hey, she, get, she gets up really like four in the morning. There's yeah. there's three people I know of that are up and working at 5 a.m. One is Jake from State Farm. The <laughs> other is Fred Jackson. And the other is Sandy Rios. Uh, you've, been, you've been waiting to use that one. And, but that was good. That was good, Chris. Jake from State Farm. Who's in his khakis. Yeah. But well, he's doing more than sitting around the office now. 
First of all, you went from being a white fella to a black fella. Right. She's transitioned overnight. Right. Amazing. <laughs> and then he, then he, then he started getting out of the office and going out in the community. Yeah. Telling people and now uh, he's getting like free like pizza. And, I, you know, I tell you one of the ranch. one of the newest funniest commercials I've seen is the Jake from State Farm uh, ad when he's on the airplane with uh, Andy Reid, the coach right, of Kansas City right. Chiefs. Right, right. And Andy Reid is drawing on the guy's face who's sitting next to him who's asleep. Yeah. I have not seen that. You haven't seen this one? Oh, yeah. And then uh, then uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Home, quarterback, right, right. walks up the aisle, <laughs> and he too has uh, uh, something uh, like a mustache drawn in his face. Mm-hmm. And he looks at Andy Reid and said, Coach, it happened again, as if somebody drew on my face while I was asleep. And Andy Reid, who obviously is the one doing it, yeah. says, okay, well, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> You've seen it, right, Ray? I have seen it several yeah. times. It's yeah. funny. I, it's not as funny when you, I just describe it cold like that. You have to watch it, but it's a it's a, State a lot Farm. of those A lot of those Jake from State Farm commercials are, are well done. How much right, would yeah. insurance be if they didn't spend millions of dollars <laughs> on advertising, though? Yeah, but they must know it works. Because, it must. Yeah, they must know it works. Uh, all right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Tim, Fred, Chris, and Ray. And next, uh, let, we need to bring the CDC story up. Okay, pull that one out. Yeah, let me get it off my uh, uh, this my piece from, of paper, uh, my cheat sheet. The Center for Disease Control. Yes, and this has nothing to do with COVID. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen. the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, in other words, the people that want us to quote unquote believe science. Uh, have made a decision in recent days, weeks really, uh, that uh, women are not the only ones that uh, have babies, um, and uh, they've they've referred to them as pregnant people now. And uh, this has been something the CDC has done uh, oftentimes uh, with different um, health advisories. Now we're in the COVID flu season. They're still pushing shots for COVID and flu shots, stuff like that. And uh, the CDC kind of quietly removed the word pregnant women from their flu advice. They now have referred to them as pregnant people in an effort to be, quote, more inclusive. They need to be shut down. <laughs> they need to be prevented. The CDC well, needs to be prevented. Uh, if, if not shut down, they need to be, they need to clean house. Okay. When you have an organization that we as American citizens, Ray, are supposed to trust. <clears throat> We're supposed to have confidence and trust right. that the CDC is giving us the straight scoop, right? Right. Okay. When that organization changes their the words pregnant women, takes those off, and replaces them with pregnant people, you know that they're, they're a politically driven organization. So if I can't trust the CDC to acknowledge that only women can have babies, then how do I trust them with COVID information mm-hmm. or any anything else for that matter? You see what I'm saying? 100%. And the answer is you can't. They have gone woke left yes. wing yes. all the way, all the way. Women have babies. Men don't. What are pregnant people? I don't even know. Tim, I don't even know what that word pre- or the phrase pregnant people means. I understand a woman can get pregnant and have a child. I understand a man cannot. For the CDC to do this is just to sell themselves down the river 
Well, I shouldn't say that. It's just to reveal more clearly the direction they have been taking for the last few years. Um, they lost the confidence of tens of millions of people because of what they did, the lies they told during the COVID pandemic. This is just one more nail in the coffin. How's anybody ever going to trust what the CDC says? I have a suggestion with the CDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'm going to quote Dr. Fauci here. Hmm. Follow the science. <laughs> follow the science. Science tells us that only women can have babies. That's what science tells us. Well, yeah, and here's the thing. Well, also, we learned this in sixth grade biology class, didn't we? Huh? <laughs> and we learned this by watching every day that it was our mama and our friends of our mamas who was having babies and daddies weren't having babies, never had in human history and never will in human because they're incapable of doing so. But the CDC wants to say, oh, that's a possibility because we're calling them pregnant, pregnant people, not pregnant women anymore. It, the, the whole thing just just saying we're going to push the transgendered movement using the name of the CDC. Mm-hmm. That's what this is about. Yes. That's what this is about. And the CDC is discredited. As I say, if you can't, if I got the CDC with all their degrees and their doctorates and their, their science, uh, uh, you know, background, if they're going to tell me they don't know the difference between men and women, whether men and women, they're going to tell me they can't know, then you can't, then I'm not, can't trust you with anything, any other kind of information. That's right. Well, and speaking of information, you talked about learning, you know, the basic biology stuff when you were in sixth grade. Most of us did. The concern now for future sixth graders is that the same government telling you via the CDC that a man has a baby is also going to tell your kids that a man can have a baby through the Department of Education. Hey, uh, Brent, did we put that story on our Facebook page? Yes, we did. Okay, so the story we're talking about, so people will know we're not making this up, about the CDC changing their wording from pregnant woman to pregnant person, we put that story on that's, our that's correct. Today's Issues Facebook page. Yes. Okay, good. You're listening to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Next story. Well, let's circle back and, and work this in because we had some reaction to New York Governor Kathy Hochul saying Republicans are making up the crime problem, that it's all just a talking point uh, from Republicans to try to make headway in the election Uh, Stuff like that. Obviously, she's just living in in dreamland there. I have some reaction here from Dan Bongino, former law enforcement guy himself, responding to Governor Hochul saying Republicans are making it up. Clip three. There were two things that jumped out at me with that clip. Number one, she calls uh, Lee Zeldin a data denier, which I find fascinating because I lived through the NYPD transformation under broken windows where they used data to target low-level crimes, pulled low-level criminals off the street, and all the high-level crimes stopped happening too. Because when you get the guy jumping the turnstile, right. he doesn't go and mug someone on the train. And then she says, notice, she goes, and crime is down in Democrat states. Do you notice she didn't say cities? Because it doesn't matter who runs the state. It matters who runs the city. If you've got a liberal mayor in a city attacking the cops, you can have Ronald Reagan as the governor. Say crime's going to go crazy. Notice how she said that. It's it's, again, it's just a manipulation of the message. Let's just let's just let's not be data deniers. Let's be let's adhere to data. Uh, (laughs) Robberies up 33 percent. Felony assault up 14 percent. Grand larceny 40 percent. Burglary up 30 percent. The election is one week from today. 
And, and we're, we're talking about just reflections of reality. We're talking about the CDC trying to, you know, pregnant people. Well, uh, the, the American people, people certainly who live in New York, pinpoint this as we're talking about the governor of New York saying that her, her, her state is safe. Hey, listen, the people of New York know it isn't. That's the bottom line. They know it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you can call the, you know, the, the moon is made of cream cheese, but it's not. Or you can say men can have babies, but they can't. That, but they can't. <laughs> I, I, it, this, this election is about reality. Yeah. That's what that's, this election is yeah. about. That's why I said earlier, I think a majority of Americans are seeing now that this secular progressive political agenda is doesn't work for for practical reasons Mm -hmm. and it's and it's borderline insanity but insanity but uh, uh, some some of the things that they try to promote and teach and and the whole social justice movement Mm -hmm. uh where you let where you don't punish criminals in the name of uh social justice that doesn't work yeah (laughs) i mean i know uh so Killing off fossil fuels, that doesn't work. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, infusing ba- uh, trillions of dollars into the American economy, which causes uh, inflation, inflation to rise, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't work. Yes. They, they, don't have any, they, don't, they don't have much going for them yep. because their ideas are, are, are a failure. There's a lot of reasons why Democrats are losing support. One of the big reasons is Americans go shopping for groceries. And they're seeing it. Yeah. They're seeing the results yes. of Democrat Party policies. There it is. All right. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about with Steve Jordahl, but our thanks to Christopher. Thank you. <laughs> for, for his contribution this hour, Christopher Woodward. Thank you, and Timothy. And you'll be with us next week. Watch it. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's kind of reserved for my mama. Right <laughs> and you ain't my mama. No, you ain't my mama. You never will be. <laughs> Even if you identify as such. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.